Life is messy and I'm ready to feel it if you are. So welcome to Feel the Mess with Evie. Hello. Um, Before I dive into this episode, I just wanted to put it out there. I'm going to start doing a question, a messy, messy question segment. And I already have a whole bunch of questions lined up. But if you have questions about my life, about your life, and you kind of just want to talk it out, all the messy shit, you can um, Instagram DM me at Phoebs Allen your question and I will try and answer it on the next episode or a following one. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Hello, my little butternut biscuit muffins. Oh my God. I am in a mood right now and that is a good mood. It is Monday. I don't know what day it's going to be when you're listening to this, but today it is Monday. We had a pretty relaxing day and I mapped out a pretty good episode for you all. So, um, Welcome to Feel the Mess. I'm Phoebe Allen, and welcome to my messy but lovely, beautiful life. And yeah, let's dive in. So obviously, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on my love life. It's very entertaining, I know. Um, The other two topics that I am going to touch upon are – I talked a lot about last episode on being vulnerable kind of in life but also in dating, but I didn't really say how I became so vulnerable. So I'll do a little deep dive into that. And then I also want to talk through anxiety and what that means to me and how I deal with it because – I totally know that anxiety is a hot topic for the world right now, and I think it's something that we can all really relate to and kind of go through together. So without further ado, let's dive in. I have a really, I have a really great story, a really great story that you're going to think is very funny. I, on the other hand, didn't think it was very funny because it happened to me. So this one is with Flower Boy. You know him. You love him. And so little backstory on this. I follow this artist on Instagram and she does these like drops of her art like seasonally. And I've tried to get one of her pieces for like two years now and they sell out in literally like 0.5 seconds. It's so hard to get them, blah, 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 whatever. So there was a drop a couple weeks ago and I told him about it and I was like, he was like, I'll try and get one. And I was like, you're not going to be able to. I guarantee you, you're not. I get a phone call from him like seconds after it opens and he got one. And I literally like, I had tears in my eyes. I was like basically crying. It wasn't the exact one that I wanted, but I was still like so shook that he got one and I was like, hell yeah. And I mean, I fully paid for it, just putting that out there, but he got it. So that was great. So a couple weeks go by, it ships. He tells me he has it at his house. He actually got it shipped to his parents' house by accident, but that's that's not the story I'm about to tell you. So I get a text from him and he goes like very randomly Hello, Phoebe, your FedEx package with tracking code no, no, <laughs> 6969 is waiting for you to set up your delivery preferences. And then I played the game. I went in and I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll, 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 pl- I'll play with this. I'll play this for you. 
And then he starts saying like, thank you for your response. We're experiencing high volume of people texting us, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for holding. He sends me hold music. This goes on for like a couple more text messages. And then I was like, I said, sorry, I think my delivery person is having a stroke. Is there another contact I may have? Can I speak to your manager? (laughs) And he goes, yes, my manager's number is like a new number. And so I texted that number. I said, hi, I think I don't have it, but I think I said something. Oh, I do have it. I screenshotted it. I said, hi, my name is Phoebe and I'm missing a package. I didn't get a response which is weird because I thought that he was just giving me like another one of his phone numbers. And then I texted him saying, I texted flower boy being like, I texted the number and I haven't gotten a reply. And he goes, here's the authorization code you have to send him. And it was a first and last name 6969. So I sent it to him. I sent it to the number he gave me and I didn't get a response. And then, and then it hit me that 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 might not have been one of his phone numbers. So I FaceTimed him and I said, flower boy, did you just give me your father's number? And he said, yes. (laughs) Why? And I hung up the phone on him. I was so mortified. I was so pissed. He called me back and I was like, I sent him the authorization code. What the fuck, dude? So then I made him call his father and apologize and say it was all his fault because it was. And I was like, dude, that was really bold of you to give me your father's number. Like, what if I send something worse than that? Like, are you kidding me? Then his father texted me back after he knew like it was it was a joke. And so he was trying to like keep the joke going. And he was like, if you ever text this number again, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, come on, like I'm so over this. So yeah, we were a little upset about that. And that's where, that's where Flower Boy stands. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Peter Powell, on the other hand, um, I just want to give a backstory on him. So I forget what I said in past episodes, but we were family friends and, um, last fall was like pretty hard for me. We were, I was like going through a breakup. It was just like a rough time in my life. And I don't remember if I had broken up with my boyfriend yet or if we were like thinking about it, but it was like happening. It was like about to come. And I had a dream about him, about Peter Powell, like out of the blue, hadn't talked to him in years, like very random, had a dream about him. And then the next week I saw him on Hinge, like, and I didn't actually swipe yes, (laughs) but I saw him on Hinge and that was like the universe being like, here you go. Silver platter right here. But it was so bizarre. It was those two times. And then what I did tell you already is that I like ran into him at a restaurant. And that was the third like consecutive time that like he like popped in from the universe, like into my life. So I totally took all of that as signs. That's why I slid into his DMs. Fast forward to where we are today. I left you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time uh cuz we hadn't kissed yet and i was i was also on a bit of a cliffhanger because i wasn't sure if that was going to happen so we went skiing on wednesday morning and he picked me up 
And I got a text from my grandma the second I got in the car and she said, so did he kiss you yet? (laughs) I don't know word for word if that's what she said, but it was really cute. And we had such a fun car ride. We literally like skied all day. It was so fun. Um, On the drive home, I like laid on his arm and it was like so cute and I had little tiny butterflies. (laughs) And then we got dinner and then Nope, still haven't still haven't kissed yet. I know, I know that's what you're wondering. Still hadn't kissed yet. It was the whole day. So then we got dinner. We were hanging out on my couch. We weren't even watching TV. We were just like laying on the couch, listening to music, talking. And I kid you not, our faces were like a fingernail apart. Like if our mouths were moving, we would have been making out, but we weren't making out. We are we were so close to each other and yet we still hadn't kissed. We were basically breathing the same air for like 3 hours. And I was like, is he really going to leave without without kissing me? Like no, that no way, no way. And then 15 hours later, it finally happened. We made out. We had a great good old high school old-fashioned couch makeout. And then three seconds into it, I was like, um, why'd it take you so long? <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. I didn't want to force it. I was like, no, no, you're right. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but no, it was so nice. And then we went on like an actual dinner date. And I think that's when you like know that something is really nice is when nothing's ever awkward and you're just like laughing and you're just yourself and you can just have fun and like be together and just like have fun. So yeah, definitely have some little itty bitty butterflies for sure. Um, but yeah, we are, we're going really slow and it's actually really nice. And I think that's really new for me if you couldn't tell because usually with people that I go on dates with, it's like, hello, boom, are you my girlfriend? And I'm like, whoa. And I don't know, with him, it definitely feels a little different. So that is a great life update there. Um, All right, next little segment. I talked a lot about being emotional, being vulnerable, opening yourself up in the dating world and like being yourself and being comfortable being yourself in the last episode. And I don't really think I talked about how I became so vulnerable. I definitely said that I I do think I'm a very like emotional feelings person, but I don't really think I expressed like I wasn't born that way. Like it definitely took me effort to get here. And like feelings are really hard. Like I already called my friend this morning, like just like fucking screaming, like letting it out because I just like had feelings. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> And so, like, it's still not normal for me. Like, feelings are still hard for me. I think I just I'm, – I'm very comfortable expressing them, but that doesn't mean it's easy for me. So I kind of wanted to talk through how I became so vulnerable and how I became so open to sharing my feelings. So – For a really long period of time, like, I wouldn't let people cuddle me. Like, I thought cuddling was, like, the most intimate thing you could do. And, like, I wouldn't let people cuddle me. And I was like, no, feelings, get away from me. Like, I would literally, like, I would feel butterflies and I'd be like, Phoebe, snap out of it. Nope. I remember I wrote a a note in my phone one day and I was like, feelings, no. Mm -mm, Get away. No feelings. Goodbye. And, like, so the point I'm trying to make here is that 
you're not born being so comfortable, being so open and sharing your whole heart with the world and, and the people that you want to share it with. Like that shit's hard. Like that's, that's okay that you're having a hard time with it. Like for sure. And I, so like now I let certain people cuddle me and sometimes So, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to react to this, but yeah, I definitely still sleep with a stuffed animal and sometimes I am being cuddled while I'm cuddling my stuffed animal. And you know what? Like, I don't really care. That's just fully me and I want to have a great night's sleep and that's how I'm going to get it. So you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. So we went from not being able to let people cuddle me to fully being myself while sleeping. So like, There's totally a timeline that you can get there. You just have to work at it. I also went through a period of my life where I didn't save any numbers in my phone. And I honestly still don't sometimes. Like I I would meet people and I would be like, no, you don't get saved in my phone because if I save you in my phone, it's a real thing. And my friends were like, Phoebe, how do you keep track of these people? And it was, yeah, it was, it was hard for sure. But it, I'm, I'm telling you this because I had to work at it. So what I did was I learned who I could trust and who I couldn't. And what I mean by that, like even if I put myself out there to the people that I can trust, I learned that it doesn't matter what they think. And if I put myself out there to the people that I maybe don't trust and I'm trying to earn their trust and it winds up biting me in the ass sometimes, I'm so comfortable with myself that I don't care. And that's not to say I don't cry sometimes and I get upset and I get sad, but I fully love myself so damn much that if, if someone doesn't like that, like that sucks for them. And so learning who I could and couldn't trust, it's still a process. And I try and have a very open mind to everybody, but you learn just by talking to more people and like learning about more people and learning about yourself and and that's how you kind of become more vulnerable. It's not going to happen overnight, but but it's a process for sure and you have to work at it. Um I mean the other thing that I do sometimes is like I whenever I'm feeling sad or honestly whenever I'm feeling happy I'll repeat things to myself. I'm like, I love this about you. I love this about you. I love this about you. And it's all about me and it like builds you up. And so if you're so comfortable with yourself, you'll be so much more likely to be vulnerable with the people that you're a little afraid to be vulnerable with because you won't care what happens back. Ooh, that was good. Snaps for Phoebe. Um, so the second thing, I don't even know what number this is, but it took me a really long time also to understand that like I am my biggest support. And if the full me isn't for everyone, then that person is not for me. So you should be vulnerable and you should be so open because you want that person to accept all of you. And I'm not saying that do it on like the first date, but but try and work at being vulnerable. Like send that send that scary text message that you want to send. Like talk to the person that you're really not sure if is if they're for you. Like you'll still learn something. It's a process. Like that's okay. Someone I forget who said this to me, but I honestly don't remember. Someone once said to me like, it might have been me, but I don't know. But being scared is when we thrive. 
And I so, so believe that. That little scared feeling inside you, that adrenaline rush, that like, oh my God, what is happening right now? That feeling, that's life. So that happens when you put yourself out there, when you put yourself in scary situations, when you push yourself to grow. Like that's how you become more vulnerable by doing the things that you might not want to do and that you might not think are right for you, but you do it anyways to learn from the experience. So I think that was just a little bit about trying to be more vulnerable and kind of showing you that I'm not perfect at it either. I literally called my friend this morning screaming, being like, I have feelings. And she was like, those are good. And I was like, I know they're good, but they're so scary. So it's just a process for everyone. All right. Next thing that I actually think is going to be really awesome to talk about is anxiety. And I know that a lot of people, even right now in life forever, no matter what time of day, anything, wake up, live through the day, no matter what year, having anxiety. And I totally have anxiety. It gets bad sometimes. It gets good sometimes. Like it gets worse, like anything. And so recently I've been waking up with anxiety. Like it's just like in my body, no matter what. And I wrote down a whole list of things that I do and I think they're they're really, really helpful. And they're really helpful to me. And I'm not saying that this cures you. There, I am no doctor, but these are just these are just small daily things that I think you can do to help with anxiety. And I also think, even before I get into this, I think talking about anxiety is huge. Like I wake up and my jaw is so clenched and my stomach hurts and like Some days I don't have that, but like some days I do. And I'm like, I don't even know what it's from anymore. You know, like you're so deep in it. You're like, what, what is even happening? And that's okay because everyone feels like that. And like, that's so normal. Like if you don't have anxiety while living through a global pandemic, that's so strange. So talk about it. Talk about it with the people you can trust. Talk about it with yourself. And just know that everyone has anxiety and everyone deals with it differently and it gets bad, but it also gets better sometimes. So without further ado, here are the things that I do. I don't know if you've heard of tapping, but there is a real way to do it. There are pressure points throughout your body and you can totally Google it. And the first time I did it was last year and I was like, I look ridiculous, but oh my God, this helps. And The way I do it is I just tap my forehead. Like I tap it with both hands. I tap it with one hand. I tap all over my face. And I I think I tap a little fast, but I, I mean, I'm literally doing it right now. And I promise you the second you start doing it, you'll feel some sort of release. It's so bizarre. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know how it works. Maybe I'll Google that next time, but tapping really, really helps. So tap wherever. I also think doing it on your wrist is really helpful as well. So the next thing I do is breathing. And I do deep breathing whenever I can't fall asleep at night. And I think it really, really helps. Even And honestly, it doesn't even have to be at night. You can do it throughout the day. But this is what I do. I inhale for seven seconds. I hold my breath for four seconds. And I exhale for seven seconds. And it's, it really helps. And it's funny because I don't know, I don't know where I got the numbers from, but 
another trick that I just remembered is my mom used to always tell me to count backwards from 100 by seven or by like a very random number. And seven is honestly really hard. So that's another one. But even just like counting or getting your mind off of what you're trying to think about really helps. Third thing, writing things down. I have, I kid you not, I'm going to look right now. I have, let's see, I think I have 152 notes in my phone, like just on the notes section. I write so many things down. If it's in the middle of the night, I write it down. If it's in the middle of the day, I write it down just to get it out of my brain. Like it really helps to write things down, whether that's a sentence, a word, like I don't even know. Just write down what's on your mind. It can be like absolute gibberish, but write it down. Um, the fourth thing, music. Music soothes my soul. Oh my God. I I have noise-canceling headphones, and when I'm feeling really low, I put them on and I blast music so loudly so that I can sing and I can't hear my tone-deaf voice. Or I go sit in my car and blast my music because those are the loudest speakers ever. And the song, I'm actually going to link a playlist for you in the bio of this episode. I think there's something for everything, but listen to songs that you can sing to and like fucking belt it out. And I listen, it, it depends honestly, but when I want to go to bed, I listen to skinny love and actually there's on, um, the voice, like the TV show, someone, someone covered it and it's really good. And I really like that version. But I like belt Mumford and Sons. Like I just belt any song that that I can sing. And then I get so out of breath and tired that I forgot that I had anxiety. So I totally think music helps. Um, I forgot what number we're on. Maybe five. The fifth thing, um, rain sounds. I actually recently started doing this, but there's a three-hour long playlist on YouTube and you can just put on rain sounds to sleep and it helps so much. So I love listening to rain sounds now when I go to bed. Um, the next one, I don't know if you're going to agree with, but number six is watching TV. And this is only if it's like 2 a.m. You literally haven't slept once. You're laying in bed, freaking out. I put on an episode of something I've already seen so many times, something that I really don't care about, and it helps me fall asleep. And I wouldn't watch like a scary TV show. I would just watch like a nice TV show. I recommend New Girl or Schitt's Creek, best things out there. Um, And that's really only like worst case scenario, but I do think it helps. Um, Seventh thing, shed a layer. (laughs) That sounds so funny. But I think getting really hot makes anxiety worse. So I try and shed a layer layer anytime I'm feeling anxious. Um, A lot of these actually are at night and they have to do with sleeping. But this eighth thing, I don't know what number on. The eighth thing is move to a colder spot on the bed or like flip a pillow so your bed gets colder and you feel like you're like just getting into a new bed. I don't know. That really helps me. Maybe that's just a me problem. Um, And then the last thing is buy a clock. So I found that I was looking at my phone constantly because I – had a like that was the only way I could tell time was by looking at my phone and then I would open my phone and I would scroll through Instagram or whatever whatever so I bought a clock and I put it on the opposite side of my room so it wasn't like right next to my bed I didn't have to like crank my neck when I looked at it I just had to look up and look at the clock and I didn't look at my phone anymore so that was a really good one for me honestly so I really recommend buying a clock um so the last thing that I kind of want to talk about was 
or is. <laughs> when you're dealing with your anxiety or stress or anything that makes you upset, don't get mad at yourself and don't get mad at your anxiety. And I think that that's really important. So I want you to really listen to that. Don't get mad at yourself and don't get mad with your anxiety. The easiest way to make it worse is to stress about your anxiety. Like that just adds a whole other layer of stress. So what I do, and it's really, really hard, and sometimes I totally fail at it, is in the moment, I just recognize it. I recognize my anxiety. I try and think about why I'm anxious. And this is something my friend taught me. But you say out loud, even though I am blank. So even though I'm stressed out right now and I'm freaking out and I'm so upset I can't go to bed, blah, 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 I love and accept myself. And you say it over and over and over again. And you can change the blank. Even though I I am in pain right now and my eyes hurt and I'm tired, I love and accept myself. And you say it over and over and over until you're calm. And I think that that sentence is so important. And I, I really like even in the moment right now, just try and say it out loud. Even though I am blank, I love and accept myself. And it's honestly really freeing. And so what I kind of want to end with is uh, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched the new TV show on Netflix, Firefly Lane. I have watched so fast forward if you don't want to listen to this, but I just watched the episode where they had to put the dog down and I saw it coming. Like I, I knew what was happening. And as a backstory, we had to put my dog down last year and he was my heart and soul and I still cry about it. And I'm so upset about it every day. And I, I saw the show coming. I knew that that's where they were going. And I was like, Phoebe, just fast forward through the whole thing. You don't have to watch it. But I made myself watch one second of it and then I kid you not a split second later I was in tears like hysterically crying. I had to call my mom. I like was hyperventilating. I was so sad and then I went to bed anxious and sad. And so why I'm telling you this is because sometimes we want to cry. Sometimes our bodies are like just let us feel it. Like let us feel the sadness so that we can feel it and move on. And it has to come out one way or another. And we really secretly want to be sad that in the moment. And I think that like our culture is so accustomed to being like no, sad is bad. No, no, no. Be happy. But like being sad actually feels really good sometimes because you're feeling through the feelings that you've had buried so much. So I let myself cry. Sometimes I literally look at pictures of my old dog just so I cry, so I feel it again. And I don't know if that sounds insane to anyone else, but that's something I really do. And so that's that's really what I want to end on is that sometimes you really have to feel the sadness. It's not going away. So honestly, force it out sometimes. It feels great. I got a great cry and I woke up the next morning and I was like, holy hell, I slept like a baby. So some days are better than others and you just have to kind of feel it all. Um, yeah, that's, that's my episode for you. I hope you keep living your messiest life and I'm Phoebe. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and I will link the playlist in the bio. So thank you. 